Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast, with your host Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake, and welcome everybody to episode twenty-eight. You're listening to the podcast version of my three songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews, but includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. My guest today is Julie Rehnquist. I know Julie from Facebook, but I really can't remember how we became friends there. Uh, I'm sure no one else has ever been in this situation. Julie was a contestant on a Zoom-based game show I produced in 2020, and I'm delighted to have her on this program, too. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you supporting my projects. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's a lovely day here, and I'm looking forward to talking about some music. You're in California, too. Yes. Can you tell us where in California? I'm in Irvine, California, Orange County. In Orange County. And do you identify yourself as being from Orange County or from Irvine? (laughs) Uh, Irvine. I grew up in Long Beach, which is L.A. County. So I guess to be specific, I say Long Beach or Irvine. (laughs) I know it's common for people to identify where they live as Orange County. Everywhere I've lived, there's been a city name or, you know, a town, and people didn't identify it as like, oh, I live in Alameda County or Montgomery County. Is there any history as to why people just say Orange County? I think there's a certain uh, distinction from uh, LA County versus Orange County. A lot of people maybe refer to the Orange Curtain. (laughs) And, um, you know, Orange County is certainly more fun with Disneyland. So uh, I think a lot of people like just saying Orange County rather than maybe you don't even know where Santa Ana or uh, Irvine are exactly. (laughs) I I see. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I know you're not necessarily a, a historian for California counties, but do you know why it's called Orange County? Orange groves. Lots and lots of orange groves. Uh, okay. <laughs> Suddenly I'm picturing the uh, No Doubt album, right? With their uh, yes. all the oranges on the cover. Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners what made you decide to be on the show? Well, I've always loved music. Music is hugely important in my life. I love songs. I love lyrics. Um, and knowing you and seeing you put this together, I've thought that would be kind of fun. Of course, it was daunting, as everybody has said, trying to come up with three mm-hmm. songs when you love mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. songs. But um, I think I kind of put it into categories and picked one from each little category, one from each of three categories anyway. So I just thought it would be fun to share some thoughts about some of these songs that I love. After this exercise of picking these songs, was there any kind of realization or uh, light bulb or something that went off? Or did you feel rewarded after you chose them? Yes. It took a long time to get there because it hurt so much (laughs) not to include some songs. It's like, how can you insult that song and not have that particular one? Uh You know, uh let it be. How can Uh I not have let it be in the three? Um, 
it hurts so much. But once you get there, you go, okay, I'm just going to talk about these for the various different reasons. I don't want three things with one reason behind them. That gets a little boring. I want to feel different things. Uh And these are the three I happen to choose. And we're just going to go with that and hope that people enjoy listening to them. I'm I'm sure they will. I think they're three great choices. Uh, So before we get started, can you tell me how music fits into your life? Like, do you seek it out? Is it usually in the foreground or the background of each day? It's in the foreground and the background. It's, I'm one of those people like your mom. I like to have something going on. Um, Often it's TV, Mm -hmm. even as background noise, just, uh, just to play around the house. But it's often music. And I will say, I do have one funny story if I could share it from when I was a very young child. I, um, my family tells me that before I even turned one year old, my grandmother would rock me to sleep, of course, singing Rockabye Baby or other songs like that. And she would often think I was asleep and start humming instead of singing. And my eyes would pop open Mm -hmm. and I would take my little hand and touch her, her lips, (laughs) pat her lips (laughs) and say something like, buh, 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 buh meaning please do not hum. I want to hear the lyrics to this okay. song. Um, don't get lazy on this job, right, please, right. while I'm falling asleep. <laughs> so lyrics have always been important. And, mm. and even as a two to three-year-old, my grandmother objected because I listened to songs that she didn't think were appropriate for me to sing. Okay. <laughs> One in particular, the story is Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves right, by Cher. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even the word tramps being in the title (laughs) as a two-year-old or a three-year-old singing a song that my mother played around the house. And my mother would say, mom, she hears it. She just picks it up. She knows the words to these songs. I can't help it. And, you know, my mother, uh, you know, didn't really try to censor because how bad were things in the mid seventies, really? So (laughs) that's how it's been. That's a funny story. It's common to get overly concerned with what younger people, especially, you know, toddlers and such are understanding uh, about what they're hearing or saying. And then when our reaction actually reinforces for them that maybe this is something that they shouldn't say. And so then they decide to say it more. (laughs) Exactly. Because they get a reaction. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Julie, you chose three great songs. I've heard all three of them, and I want to say four of them, because the first one is a mashup, and that's the first mashup we've actually had on the show. And people who don't know, a mashup is uh, is an artist taking two or more songs and kind of combining them or inter- interweaving them, uh, as opposed to sequentially, they're actually kind of mashed together. So the first song you chose was a mashup of Lovely Day and Good as Hell, by a group called Pomplamoose from 2020. The very classic song, Year of the Cat, by Al Stewart from 1976. And a very popular song, Love is the Answer, by England Dan and John Ford Coley from 1976. I have to say that name very slowly because it is almost a tongue twister. I'm eager for us both to listen to these songs together, and I'm interested in knowing why each of them is meaningful to you. So, First, we'll take a listen to Lovely Day, Good as Hell, which is a mashup by Pomplamoose. Yes, and the reason I chose this is it's just a feel-good song, and it just brings your spirit up every time you hear it. And I love the little changes that adding in Good as Hell added to it. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, 
aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Julie, I'm so glad you chose the song by Pomplamoose. Uh, they've done some great mashups and covers. I first discovered them through their Pharrell mashup, Happy Get Lucky. Their creations are wonderful new interpretations of some great songs. So why did you choose this song? Well, first of all, I've always loved the original Lovely Day uh, by Bill Withers. Mm-hmm. I love his version. Yes. Of course, it always makes me feel good. And Jill Scott also does a lovely version if you're interested in, in uh, feeling good with this song. Then came 2019 when I discovered Lizzo. And the, the summer of 2019 was all Lizzo for me. And Good as Hell is one of those songs that just also kind of makes you feel good no matter what you're doing. So when I discovered this mashup, and I have heard some Pomplamoose before, but this one was really what brought me to them. When I heard this, I just thought that's perfect because what it does is it kind of changes this this great song, Lovely Day, into a romantic song because it talks about when I see you. Mm-hmm you know, everything changes and I realize it's going to be a lovely day. So it kind of depends on having somebody in your life, but good as hell says, you know what, even if he doesn't love you anymore, do your hair toss, check your nails, go out that door feeling good. And together it just, it's perfect for me. Uh uh (laughs) So part of the magic is not just the musical integration and the, you know, the, the, the tones and the melody in the song, but actually uh, the two different messages that are being sent kind of complement each other? To me, yeah. certainly. Uh, they they complement each other or they, they include everybody. You don't <laughs> need to have that person to see their face and then realize everything's all right and it's going to be a lovely day no matter what I'm going through. You know, even they, you know, they say when everybody else always seems to have the answers instead of me, you know, I think that's something we've all felt. And and I like that good as hell makes it say, and you know what, if you don't have that person in your life at this moment, do your hair toss, check your nails, go out that door and, and uh, greet the world. <laughs> Could, uh, I'm sure Bill Withers, I'm assuming Bill Withers wrote it, you know, wrote that song in having another person in mind. But I guess the way we're both discussing this, perhaps you could be looking in the mirror and be saying, it's going to be a lovely day and referring to like loving yourself. Right. Exactly. It's just one of the, we all need more feel good songs mm-hmm. right now, especially, or always through history, I guess. I just wanted to give a shout out to that one. My story with Pomplamoose kind of mirrors what you're describing is that you heard, you you hadn't heard, I'm assuming you hadn't heard of Pomplamoose until this song uh, entered your world. I hadn't heard of them until the uh, Pharrell mashup that they did, which was around this time when these two songs that that, uh, Pharrell was so involved in, the song Happy, of course, uh, which was from Despicable Me. Yes. And the Get Lucky song by Daft Punk. He had performed on that and I guess worked with on the writing of that too. And of course, the mashups really started for me with Glee, the television show Glee. Sure. There were a lot of mashups on there and I found I really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. So... Anybody wants to go back and look at some of those many, many Glee soundtracks? Yeah. There are some fun ones there, um, including Get Happy, which which was the one I loved. Get Happy and Happy Days Are Here Again. Really nice one. There's one that sticks in my mind that I thought was very creative, and that was a mashup of Young Girl and Don't Stand So Close to Me, which are like totally oh. different, completely different songs. But the I, I believe the episode had to do with uh, one of the students having a crush on the music teacher. 
That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and very different, very songs. different songs. <laughs> so really a challenge to 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 kind of weave them together, different kinds of of threads there. So uh, uh, well, hopefully some listeners uh, will go in and, and investigate pomplamus, and it's not spelled the French way for grapefruit; it's spelled more phonetically. You can look at the episode notes on the website to see more about that. Maybe I'll pu- I'll put a link to the YouTube uh, video for a couple of these of their songs. So thank you for including that yeah. in your list. I when I saw Pomplamoose in the list, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. yeah, I have to also say I chose it because it has an updated. I am, I am definitely a, a '70s fan. Most people like the music from their mm-hmm, teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stuff before I was born okay. to probably 68 to 82 is my sweet spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like the teenage year stuff for me, but I don't love it like I do the 70s mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to include something more modern, although I like all modern music too, but it just, if I'm picking three songs, it's probably not going to be something from the last 30 years. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I hear you. And the, ne- the the other two songs in your list are, bo- are both from 1976. So we're going to, we're going to go... <laughs> We're gonna uh, turn the clock back for those songs. So, the uh, the next song on your list is "Year of the Cat" by Al Stewart. And I chose this one because it paints such a picture for me when you really listen to those words. And if you love old movies like I do, you just can get lost in this song when you really listen. So, hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Julie, this song came out when I was 12, and uh, and hearing it brings me immediately back to my middle school days. I really enjoyed listening closely to the lyrics this time and uh, really appreciating what a rich lyrical piece this is. Uh, so why did you include it on your list? Exactly that reason. Um I just wanted a song that kind of takes you away from whatever moment you are in. You can close your eyes. And I just, the very first two lines put me in an entirely different place. When he says, on a morning from a Bogart movie in a country where they turn back time, you go strolling through the crowd like Peter Laurie contemplating Mm -hmm. a crime. She comes out of the sun in a silk dress running like a watercolor in the rain. I am there. Yeah. <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And musically, it's so beautiful. It's like a, just a beautiful stream of music and and his, and his voice. I can understand why it, it really uh, has lasted all this time. Yes. I, I think it um, just evokes so much. And it's so romantic. I mean, you can't help but think of Casablanca, uh-huh. of course, with the Bogart right. movie and Peter Lorre. Um, uh, and I think that it takes you there, but I like how it also does it in color for me because later he goes on to say, you know, by the blue tiled walls in the market stalls, you know, there's a secret door she leads you right. through. And you, I can just picture the blue tile and the the market area and people roaming uh-huh, around. Uh-huh. And I think back to there was the time in my early 20s, I spent a month on the island of Cyprus okay. in the Mediterranean. And I still regret to this day, you could take a you know, few hours, two, three hours boat ride uh, and be in North Africa. But at the time, and often because of political things, you sort of think, oh, is it safe as a young girl, American tourist? Maybe I won't. And 
to this day, I wish I had because I am a fan of all those old movies and the romantic idea of uh, Morocco, Casablanca, uh-huh. and, and all of those things, seeing Egypt, all of that. So it this song at least takes me there a little bit. Someday I'll make it in person, hopefully. <laughs> the last song is also from 1976. And uh, this duo, uh, England Dan and John Forcoli, had several uh, top hits. This was not their top top hit, but uh, was a very popular song back in the 70s. Um, and this song is Love is the Answer. Right. And this is kind of the uh, the big one for me. This is one of the my life mantras. This is one that I just think says everything I want to say. And I think it's an important song. So uh, again, I hope everybody enjoys this one. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Julie, it was great listening to this song um, after so many years. I can't recall the last time I heard it. Probably was on like a smooth jazz station or something. But uh, the the highlight for me personally uh, was discovering that this song was written by Todd Rundgren, who I really enjoy. Listening to it through that lens... Um, I can definitely hear uh, several lyrical and stylistic trademarks of Todd Rundgren. So that was kind of fun listening to it w- with uh, with that in mind. So uh, why did you include this song on your list? Well, this song for me is just one that says exactly how I feel about life, mm-hmm. about humanity. Love is the answer. Love is the answer always. Um, and I, I want to, I'll say what love love isn't the answer to or or what isn't love in my mind because i do feel like just saying be loving 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 all the time um you know is is not sustainable is not doable there are situations and so i i will say i'm talking about making decisions from a place of love from a place that recognizes kindness recognizes the value of other people as precious individual beings um, that brings joy and definitely not talking about giving someone a pass on bad behavior. You don't have to react in love with that. In fact, reacting with mm-hmm. love maybe calls them out on that bad behavior because going through life, doing bad behaviors, treating people badly, treating you badly doesn't really further their joy in the world. So, and of course, loving yourself is part of this. And so it doesn't mean let people treat you badly and just react in love. Loving yourself is part of this and maybe having a, a boundary that says, this is not appropriate behavior. Um, and I love you enough to tell you mm, that mm-hmm. this isn't going to work for you in the world. <laughs> so so I want to say for sure, it's not love of money. It's not love of power. The mantra of this song they, they repeat over and over again is love one another, love one another, love one another. And that includes yourself. So to me, it brings to mind that that quote from Nature Boy, um, you know, the greatest thing you'll ever learn in life is uh, just to love and be loved in return. Mm -hmm. And I think when you make decisions that come from a place of love rather than a place of anger or fear or apathy, for sure, when you think if I were making this decision and I loved this other person or these people that I don't know, what would I do then? What would the real decision be? I think we'd all be a lot better off. Yeah, that's um, 
That's a, I, I like the way you put that. Uh, and, and I think in songs, especially the word love, we often associate with romantic love. And one could listen to the song and think, uh, love, romantic love is what this person's talking about. Yes. And then some people might think that the love is too a much of an emotional thing. And so it's a little too, it's a little outside of their, uh, their normal thinking. Like it's reserved for something that's very emotional. Right. And it doesn't have to be. Right. Mm-hmm. When I think of this song, I think go out in the world and make a decision out of love. Sometimes that means letting the person come out of the driveway and make <laughs> their right turn in front of you rather uh, than hurrying ahead, you know, because that can make you feel better in the day. Something as small as that, you know, making eye contact with the fast food person and saying, mm-hmm. thank you so much. That's all love. And that all makes you feel better too. This is a, a little bit yeah. selfish, I guess, in that I want to feel good in the world. And so, do those nice things and you'll get a little boost to your day. Yeah. I, I try to exercise that too, certainly. I try to be very positive with people I don't know. In the cases where something is frustrating, trying to just not wallow in that particular moment or or I may come home and, and vent to somebody at home about it, but not deal with it in that in that moment. Right. Um but in this context, I think really uh love is the answer, meaning be kind and treat the other person with the uh, the humanity that they deserve, just just as being a human being, and start from there. Right, and I think that's one of the hardest ones, right? Because I know what it means is it's saying universal religious themes. Although Todd Rundgren, as I understand, has said the song isn't meant to be religious, although a lot of people take it to mean uh-huh. that, especially with light of the world. Uh, many people think maybe it refers to Jesus or or some other things, but I think it's that universal religion, uh-huh. the, you know, that yeah. sort of love your neighbor idea. Uh, and I think it's hard. It gets hard, especially today when you're talking about politics, but I think it's about loving all races, all politics, the homeless, the immigrants, the refugees, um, you love them and you acknowledge their suffering. And that's the hardest to me, mm. of course, is politics at this point. When I'm at my best, I try to remember that what they are saying is simply coming from a place of fear. And if I love that person, I have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. their fear and think about what it is that they're really afraid of and how I can allay that fear rather than just what sounds like to me an awful thing coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, I mean, the whole conversation around fear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that could go on for a couple hours, uh, but that's an excellent yes. that's an excellent point in, in yes. identifying a lot of our negative uh, actions or reactions are likely rooted in some kind of fear we have, and the more open or welcoming or non judgmental you can be with somebody, I'm guessing would allay some fears they might have. I think that's true, and and that that is the hardest. I think that's one many of us are struggling mm. with, especially today in in this particular climate that we're in, um, and especially the last few years. But I think it's just an ideal to keep in mind that you know love is always the answer. Look at it through the lens of of love for that person, for that group, and you can maybe make some inroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a little hopeful, but you know I think it is possible. Um, And it doesn't mean you're not the wonderful activist that you want to be and you don't, you know, fight for the things you want to change, but, you know, you're doing it from a place of love. 
Yeah, and the, and and others will respond. Uh, how they respond, you can only you can't control how they're going to respond. But but if we start out with the assumption that that they will understand what you're trying to do, as opposed to assuming that they won't, it's better to try, and to and to start with love. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that to me, this answer, you know, this thing of of course it's romantic love too. It's it's think of the person oh. you're in love with in a loving way, even when you're mad at them. Think of where they're coming from and recognize their their individuality, treat them with kindness and compassion and all of those things. It's romantic. It's for the universe. It's for nature. It's for animals. Um, it's really, love yeah. is the answer always. It really is yeah. the best way it, to go. It also makes me, I mean, something of having been in a relationship for a long time, it's so easy just to see the, your partner or just the world through your own reality and that it takes certain empathy and imagination uh, and openness to understand that uh, everybody's got their own reality <laughs> in some capacity and For be sure. compassionate and open-minded and not project your own reality on, uh, on others and not just immediately try to understand them through your own filter. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so on that light note, uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share about your selection, something that you thought about while you were listening or we haven't talked about? I just think music is so many, many things. And I love that, you know, we can talk about a song that takes you away from the real world, like you're, you're the cat. And I love that we can talk about just a fun song that makes you feel good and walk out the door with mm -hmm. a little bounce to your step. Um, and that other songs can really be as deep as deep can be with love is the answer. You can really dig into this song. And like you said, we can talk about things like fear and seeing other people seeing their fear as opposed to their uh -huh. their anger and go on for hours about it. And you could take these songs and it, it's just a whole life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's everything. <laughs> so I just love taking apart music and thinking about what it means. And uh, I, I just hope um, everybody enjoyed the songs and uh, are going out of this, feeling good about their day, maybe put on one of the songs again if yeah. you liked it and, and uh -huh. uh, go out and face the world with some love and some bounce in your step. Yes. Well, I had a lot of fun today. Um, it was definitely enjoyable, meaningful, uh, enlightening, and, uh, and I do encourage listeners to go and seek out these songs that we played today. I hope you uh, enjoy yourself too, Julie. Yes, it was a lot of fun to to get to talk about music. You, you rarely get to do that. And it's it's great to share these songs. And I hope somebody got something great, out of it. I'm, I'm sure they did. <laughs> but I look forward to your next episode, too. I've been enjoying hearing everybody's uh, stories. Uh, awesome. And I'm going to keep doing these. You're welcome to come back with another three songs, if you wish, in the future. Great. I will start okay, narrowing down. Start on it now. <laughs> uh, okay. So to my listeners, if you want to be part of the show... Start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show, and clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. You can also sign up for our mailing list so you'll know immediately when a new episode is available. You can also find Aaron's Radio Show on your favorite podcast service, uh, but I have to warn you, the podcast episodes only include interviews and no licensed music. So until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world. You're listening.
listening to Aaron's radio show. Wow.